You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. strange to look back at a time when safe and medically offered abortions were illegal like can you imagine what it must have been like back in the 60s when it had reached a point where women making the life-changing sometimes impossible choice to end a pregnancy was not only difficult to achieve but illegal (laughs) that there was a time when women and their allies had to secretly seek and provide the procedure lest they risk arrest or federal prosecution (laughs) like it's so wild oh you're just talking crazy now yeah i mean it's so wild that there was once in america where women didn't have autonomy over their bodies and men made all the decisions regarding women's uterus what a crazy and wild place this country used to be in a movie like this sure shows us what things were like and has very little reflection to <laughs> offer any commentary on the current state of the good old USA, where we've moved beyond that, where we let women choose to do whatever they want with their bodies without the stigma and dangers of the past. What a wonderful time to be alive. TC, do you need to go lay down or something? No, I don't need to lay down, but I should look at my news app on my phone. I haven't looked at it for like a few years, so I'm just going to do that real quick. And uh, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I live in Canada. Oh, just right. Well, lord that over us like you never, ever (laughs) do, Brad. Call Jane is the new film from director Phyllis Negi. Stars Elizabeth Banks, Sigourney Weaver, Wunmi Mosaku, Kate Mara, and Corey Michael Smith. Elizabeth Banks plays Joy, a married woman who is in the midst of a pregnancy that will end her life if it's brought to term. When she isn't allowed to get a legal abortion, she works with a group of suburban women to find help. The group that she discovers is the Jane Collective, which is a real-life group of women that served in Chicago from 1969 to 1973, and the collective sought to address the increasing number of unsafe abortions being performed 
by untrained providers. Since illegal abortions were not only dangerous but very expensive, the founding members of the collective believed that they could provide women with a safer, more affordable access to abortions. I am TCD with the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow fighters of freedom, Bradley. Hello. And uh, no pressure here, but honestly, the most important voice in the discussion of this topic, Melina's here. Hey, down with the patriarchy. <laughs> Amen to that. We've had our chance. You have to laugh at everything I say in this review. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> There's obviously a huge conversation to be had about this issue, but let's discuss this movie. What did you all think of Call Jane? I will say that I think that... This is undoubtedly an incredibly important story, one that everyone needs to know and has an unfortunate relevance, lest anyone miss the irony of TC's intro. <laughs> and I think that it's one that I recommend, I would have to recommend for primarily that reason. But I think maybe this was kind of to the film's detriment, but I saw and reviewed the really great documentary that came out earlier this year, The Janes, which very much covers the same topic. Mm -hmm. And having seen that before this, I know that there is so many incredible facets and chapters to this story. And I think this big, this film's biggest problem narratively is that it kind of feels like it's just barely scratching the surface of so many of those. Yeah, this is kids' gloves. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it kind of has that uh, Dallas Buyers Club vibe, where that, again, was full of uh, tens to dozens to hundreds to thousands of voices. And the only one you hear in that movie is, all right, all right, all right, got to go get <laughs> some drugs, which is fine. Not a terrible movie. But also, like this movie, it seems to be like a timid puppy when calling out the bastards for lack of a better word that are in control of the situation and making these laws mm -hmm. and making up false narratives about the laws like really no one's gonna call out how it's all just control yeah there's one scene in particular early on when joy needs to consider and actually needs to get this abortion in order to live the possibility of her surviving the full pregnancy mm -hmm. is practically nil and she's sitting in a room with the men making that decision they're talking about her like she's not even sitting there yeah oh yeah well they're asking questions like oh was she made aware of this no she was not she's sitting right there and trying to open her mouth yeah. where this film was at its strongest was that first act i thought that that was where the pacing was strongest and i thought that i mean no spoiler here but the scene where she actually has to go in and go through the procedure. I thought that was incredibly effective. And there's no music to it. It's very matter of fact. It's frightening. It's in real time. It's so exactly. tense. The whole thing is in real time. And she's dealing with a doctor who <laughs> is kind of... <laughs> he's not condescending to her. He's not mansplaining to her, but he's having to be very shockingly frank about what he is about to do. He's having to walk her through every step. And you're sitting there. My, my heart was pounding watching that. Same, same. And there are a couple of really, really strong scenes throughout this movie. I'm on the same sure. pages as the rest of you that this feels incomplete. It doesn't feel like enough for how incredible this story is. And I do recommend that documentary as well, The Janes, which really dives into what this movie had to work with and chose to then use. Uh, so there are some pretty effective scenes in here, particularly that procedure scene. And there's not enough of those scenes, though, for 
this to be to elevate this to the point where it's like, oh my god, this movie is talking. This movie has something to say. It feels very safe. Mm-hmm. But what I took from that is this is a great conversation starter. This is a great piece to give to people to say, hey, let's start here. This is the almost the safest way we can have a conversation about what happened then, what's happening now. And then as your entry point, let's get into the nitty gritty here. Let's get into the true, true danger and evils that were that were and do revolve around this subject matter. Yeah, I, I've seen some of those well-adjusted people's reviews on IMDb, and I can tell you the answer is no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Brad, you mentioned Dallas Buyers Club, which I actually thought about that too, but in a much more positive way than I think you do, because Dallas Buyers Club, I thought that movie's biggest strength was how I was, when I saw it, I was so surprised with how much ground that movie covered. You know, it really tells a surprising amount of that story and it really does but it keeps it personal with your main protagonist kind of serving as your avatar i thought that that could have helped this movie if it had taken more of that route because there are so many aspects to this story that i swear to god are relegated to a character narrating Mm -hmm. that should have been your third act if anything and instead it's a sentence of dialogue that if i had not seen jane's or the Janes, I would have no idea what they were talking about. I would have no context for everything that went into that, which, I mean, can I say what that is? Yeah, certainly. Because I think this is a great conversation piece film, there's not Mm -hmm. so much spoilers to go in here. In fact, knowing some of the things that are going to happen in this would inform an audience of what they could expect. And so, So please, feel free to talk openly about this. Okay, so... Spoiler alert, uh, the Jane Network was eventually raided by the police, and all of the women who were basically still active with it were given multiple life sentences, each one of them, that they would have had to... I mean, they would have spent the rest of their lives in prison, no question about it, but they had a really ballbuster lawyer who knew that Roe v. Wade was likely to be passed in the Supreme Court and knew how to stall long enough to make sure that by the time they saw court their actions were no longer federally illegal. And I'm like, that mm-hmm. is a really fascinating story or aspect of the story, but it's also, I think, the most important because it lets you know just how high the stakes and the risks were with what these women were doing. Mm-hmm. Because this was a felony. This was homicide in the eyes of the federal system. The fact that they tried to play that so safe really worked against it and left it feeling very, very unfinished. Yeah. Like the end of a Schoolhouse Rocks video. Yeah. (laughs) What I think this movie suffered from was, as we're going to see less and less as we move on, COVID. It was a film that was produced under the restrictions, and therefore the group scenes are rather limited, and the scope of this film feels so small for the conversation that this movie is trying to have. And it's not bad. I, I don't think this is a bad movie because the cast is so incredibly strong the messaging in this is so incredibly strong but it does feel like it has all these shortcomings and maybe it's because we are having to have 
this conversation about backroom abortions once again in our in our backwards ass country not not you bradley you're you're fine up there you're okay uh, <laughs> that it feels like ah this movie should be louder this movie should be pounding the table with more vigor it it's missing all these parts of this story and it, it just feels like scratching the surface exactly in the production of this they didn't know where <laughs> things would go yeah, and neither did any of us. And I don't want to hold that against it because, no, you know, no, no. obviously, yeah, that was not something that they were aware of. I have a feeling that if this, if the script had still been in production when the leak occurred, where we kind of knew what was going to happen before it actually did, I think that they probably would have maybe taken this in a more frank direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to believe that that's true. I also don't want to criticize it too hard for not doing that. It's just... We are in that situation now, and as a result, the movie doesn't hit as hard as you feel like it could. And if it were not for the fact that Roe v. Wade had just has just been overturned, I would not be recommending this film even as high as I am now, even with all my shortcomings. I do think that just by the nature of where we are right now, this is something that should be seen. It will educate people who will listen, mm -hmm. uh, who are willing to have that conversation, had it not been for that, though, I would have just said, yeah, this is a well-intentioned film, just ultimately kind of forgettable in the end, which is sad to say. No, that's perfectly put, though. Honestly, it, it it does matter when we watched this. I feel the exact same way, that had I seen this a year and a half ago, a year ago, I would have thought, okay, fine. Yeah, this, is, this has the hallmarks of, well... <laughs> A movie that could Hallmark. be, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go there exactly. With this cast, with this cast, it's elevated so much more simply by the talent that's on screen. But yeah, as a film removed from the reality we exist in, it doesn't feel like enough. It just sort of feels like a good idea, some good performances, but by and large, it does not win me over to the point of of saying like, "Oh my God, yeah, you have to you have to see this movie." Uh, and I suppose that's more than a, a fine spot for me to just even put a rating on it. Um, I do think this is good. Uh, everything I just said here, everything I'm, I know, no use repeating it again. I do think this is good, but ha, I said I wouldn't repeat it, and then I did. Boy, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> no, well, now i got to leave it in for laughing about it. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, I really adore her. I think she's great in everything. She plays comedy so well, and I like seeing her take a dramatic turn here. She's actually very quite capable of it. Yeah. I love Sigourney Weaver. Anything she's in, I'm on board. So I, I just from that cast alone, and actually Corey Michael Smith, who is the Riddler from Gotham, I love this guy. I'm glad to see him getting more work as well. And his name was Dean. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dean. Dr. Hottie Dean. But at the end of the day, I can only give this a five out of ten pieces of the fine china. Oh, man. Uh, but Melina, <laughs> why don't you take it from there? Wow. You know, it's, it's great that you brought up the bits of china because, yeah, I think that if – my issue with the film, other than it just feeling a little too safe, or my biggest issue with it, other than it feeling too safe, is that there are so many, I can even, I can barely even call them subplots, that come into this and go nowhere. There is a subplot with Kate Mara in here, which involves the fine china, and I remember watching that and thinking, this is so utterly cuttable. Oh yeah, it's so undercooked. None yeah, of this yeah. should be even in this movie. It's completely superfluous. When I say that I really like the first act of this, it's because I thought that, that by the time the second act rolls around, the film loses its focus. 
it has so many scenes that feel like, okay, this is where the film's going to go now. You have the one uh, character who, uh, the actress I am blanking on right now, but she plays the sole black member of the Jane Network, and she wants to talk about the racial disparity and how women of color have a much harder time being able to pay for the procedures, even these illegal procedures. And that's something that they talk about for pretty much one scene. They make a big deal out of it, and then it goes away. It's never brought up again. Mm. Same thing with Christmas scene of the husband and his whole relationship with Kate Mara. That just kind of comes and goes nowhere. There's so much fat to be trimmed from this to where you could have left some room to really give this movie some forward momentum to parts of the story that I think so needed to be told. And as a result, yeah, the movie just kind of felt cute. <laughs> I can't believe I'm using that term to describe a film that deals with this kind of subject matter, but <sighs> yeah. that is ultimately how it feels. I think um, Sigourney Weaver is fantastic in this movie. She can't help herself. She's just incredible. I thought Elizabeth Banks was, I'm going to use that word, she was Fine. <laughs> there were points where I re there were points where I really liked her, and then I thought there were points where I thought, did you pop an Ambien before you did this scene? <laughs> You're like half asleep. Oh, I'm telling you, I want to help. <laughs> that is her line delivery. So oh no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that this movie just feels a little truncated. It feels incomplete, and it just feels a little too safe for most of it. Do I think this is a good companion piece for the Janes? Yes, because the Janes is going to fill in all those blanks and it's going to add the context that this is kind of sorely lacking. I'm going to give this seven and a half out of ten pumpkin pies. Actually, I think there was like 20 of those. <laughs> Bradley? Well, I live in Canada, so not my problem. Um <laughs> kidding. But I feel like that that's kind of the why such a timid movie doesn't work very well because a lot of people could see this and be like well at least that's not my problem instead of this message really baring its teeth and showing its claws and saying uh, revoking is that the word roe v wade leads to women being killed you are killing women if you do this and instead like you pointed out melina the message is you mean people could fight your knuckle they don't say it they just fight the knuckle how awful. And they, they just don't bear anything. They don't blame anyone. They're just like, well, let's do something about this problem that people will see as obscure and not of their world, since we're not drilling home these horrifying facts. And that was irritating. But I think this would be a great side-by-side -side with, um, was it called The Janes on HBO Max, that yes. documentary? Absolutely. I bet I would have enjoyed this a lot more if I would have watched it back-to-back -back with that and if I would have known about all those COVID restrictions because it did feel surprisingly empty. And since also in my silly country, we had the restrictions and a lot less death. So anyways, I wish I would have known that. I would have been a lot less, why does everything feel so empty? There's the answer there. So, like with the Dallas Buyers Club, watching that with Surviving a Plague, incredible combination of uh, fictitious speculative retelling and actual documentary, I think this could work really well with that documentary and, you know, Elizabeth Banks' stunning charm. <laughs> and also, I love Sigourney Weaver a lot as well. It's a very good performance by her. I'm going to give this 6 out of 10 
Doctor licenses? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to wrap up this review by saying, despite what this country is going through right now, there are still services available, and you just have to look for them. If there's anyone out there listening who just doesn't know where to go or doesn't know who to turn to, one of us.net is nothing but allyship, and you can feel free to reach out to any one of us. I live in a lovely state called California, which offers many fine tourist attractions, and if you have any business that you need to take care of here, I'd welcome you to come, and I'll be happy to show you around. <laughs>